Today we, uh, it's uh, a day within the octave of Christmas, uh, the Christmas octave, uh, but at the same time we can commemorate uh, the feast of this martyr, St. Thomas Beckett. And so I don't have the red on for Martyr's Day because it's an octave in Christmas, but at the same time you're permitted to have the commemoration of the martyr as well. So it's, a, it's an interesting day because it's kind of a splice between a Christmas octave day and a commemoration of the martyr. Thomas Beckett uh, was uh, uh, probably the most famous martyr in the Middle Ages. He was a deacon from about, if I can get the dates correct, it was 1155 uh, to 1162. And as deacon, he was appointed by the king. It was Henry II, uh, King of England. He was appointed to be the chancellor. And uh, as his uh, role, as his job as chancellor would require him to enforce a lot of the king's policies, especially in regards to money. <laughs> so so Thomas of Becket was kind of the, the king's... Um, uh, you know, in a certain sense, is lackey. You know, he would go and he would try to get the money from the bishops and from uh, enforce the king's policies. And and if and at that time when he was chancellor, he was very much um, kind of under the under the king's thumb. But and it's probably the case that when he was appointed bishop of Canterbury, he was appointed bishop of Canterbury at the insistence of the king because the king thought he could continue to kind of have uh, a nice little pet bishop under his control. And well, what happened was, was the opposite. When uh, in 1162, when Beckett, uh, Thomas Beckett was um, or consecrated bishop, he, he, he went about, he went through an entire change. Uh, he became a great ascetic and he started to really fight for the rights of the Archbishopric of Canterbury, but then also the rights of the Pope, which were really being infringed on by Henry II. And this led to a serious conflict between Thomas Becket and uh, Henry II. And Thomas was exiled to France for a few years, and it was back and forth, back and forth, and there was a lot of conflict between him and the king because Thomas would not back down uh, when it came to the rights of the church and the rights of the Holy Father in Rome. Um, and the king just wanted everything his way and wanted to have control over the clergy and over the church, and probably a lot of money was involved in all of this. Uh, in any event, things came to a head in 1170, and uh, Thomas Beckett was in this cathedral in Canterbury when four knights, um, you know, at the insistence of people high up, probably at the insistence of the king himself, four knights came into the church and killed him right in the church, and it was very brutal. Um, they, they, it was, they were just, you know, slicing his head. I mean, it's extremely graphic. I won't get into the details, but it was really, really brutal murder right in the cathedral, and he didn't die right away, it actually. So as they were killing him, witnesses said uh, that he, he fell down at one point and he, on his knees, and he said, uh, and I got the quote right here, he said, for the name of Jesus and the protection of the church, I embrace death. For the name of Jesus and the protection of the church, I embrace death. And uh, here's some uh, quotes from his writings, from letters that uh, Thomas wrote. Uh, He says, The Roman Church remains the head of all the churches and the source of Catholic teaching. Of this there can be no doubt. Everyone knows that the keys of the kingdom of heaven were given to Peter. And upon this faith and teaching, the whole fabric of the church will continue to be built. And he goes on, he says, Speaking about bishops and priests, by extension, 
uh, as laborers in God's field, as those who plant and those who water. He says, nevertheless, no matter, you know, no matter what bishop it is or no matter what priest it is who plants or waters, it's God, God will give no harvest unless what the preacher, uh, you know, plants is the faith of Peter. And unless he himself assents to Peter's teaching. So unless a priest, and especially a bishop, is teaching in accordance with the Holy See of Rome, God does not bless that teaching. There's no true um, grace that's given and spiritual growth that's given as a result of anything that's contrary to the teaching of the Holy Roman Catholic Church. And uh, so this is, this is the faith that Thomas uh, professed, and it's the faith for which he died. Uh, and, you know, in our gospel today, Simeon prophesies about Jesus, and he says he will be a sign of contradiction. People will speak against this sign. And the true faith uh, that is promulgated by Peter and his successors across the ages is not always popular. And the powers that be sometimes don't like it. And as Catholic Christians, we have to have the courage. First of all, we've got to examine ourselves. Do we really believe the teaching of the church? Or do we think that the church's teaching is optional? That it's like some kind of cute ornament. We can take it or leave it if we want it or not. First of all. Secondly, if we do subscribe to it, are we willing to be ourselves signs of contradiction? Are we willing to go against the grain? Are we willing to be unpopular? Even if it's, you know, at the cost of our life. And so this is a question that we're, we're left with here today, and I, I believe that by God's grace we can both assent uh, to the teaching of the church and as well have that courage to uphold it and to be a sign of contradiction if need be in this world.